Wardcast episode 177, go! I'm Delavento, and today I'm joined by who's going to be one of our permanent co-hosts of 2019, Nelson Johnson. Hey, that's me. Hey, Nelson. Hey. How you doing? I'm good. That's great. We, we just discussed it. 2019 is the year of Nelson. It's the year of Nelson. It's the year of Nelson. <laughs> you can hear the excitement in my voice. My arms are raised. Raise them up. Raise them up. Raise them up. Raise them up. Praise it. Praise it. Praise the sun. <gasps> okay. Also joining us today, Alex Damrath. He's being shy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you not like this joke? Uh, no, no. It's a good joke. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Okay. I was going to start going into it, and then I realized, ooh, I don't. This is. <laughs> we don't know each other very we don't well. Know each other very just, well. This is going to get weird. Yeah. Have you been on an episode with Alex yet? I don't know. I don't well, believe so. Buckle up. All right. Hold on one second. <laughs> We're doing sound effects in 2018. Yeah, yeah. We're not. Yeah. Fully I, work. The okay. year of fully work. <laughs> That's what the year of Nelson actually means. If you yeah. read the fine print, it's the year of fully work. <laughs> It's the year of the Wilhelm scream only. <laughs> I can't do the Wilhelm scream. Oh, you scream. got it now. You got it. Give me your best you Wilhelm just... scream. <laughs> nope. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> That's better. That's way better than whatever I did. It's a it's a weird it's a weird sound. Yeah. It it really is. It I've had a lot of thoughts about the Wilhelm scream over the oh, past. Yeah? yeah. Share them. Um it is one of the most stupid and iconic sound effects i have ever in the history of sound effects yes but it can either add to a movie or subtract from a movie depending on how you use it where is it subtracted from a movie every time i'm now listening to it in a star wars movie after the first one after After, sorry after a new hope yeah and and it's because i know it'll show up or in a I think it was in The Mist. I think it was in like Stephen King's The Mist. Oh, okay. yeah. Which and one? Pre- is uh, there- the, the movie. Okay. I haven't the, seen the TV the one, show The one yet. with Thomas Jane? Yeah, the one with Thomas Jane. I'm pretty sure a guy gets grabbed and there's a Wilhelm scream. Mm-hmm. Like, this, doesn't, this doesn't work. I think best use of the Wilhelm scream was in jazz punk. When you go up on that footbridge that's over a street. Oh, yeah. And you just click to talk on the guy and the guy just goes, oh, and yeah. then falls off yeah. the bridge. It's fantastic. Very it, good. There was an anytime you use it in a comedy, yeah, adds to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Improves mm-hmm. anytime in an action movie. Mm-hmm. Chance to reduce. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there anything else like culturally, like in media, that's like, like is that's there like a, that? Is there a visual Wilhelm scream? Ooh, that like, um, Kilroy was here. <laughs> Damn, that would be good. I feel like the visual uh, Wilhelm screen scream. Excuse me. I Wilhelm don't know if screen the 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 Millhouse scream is that what you said? No, uh, but yes. <laughs> um, I don't think this really ever subtracts from a movie. But you know when you um when you see a action movie and it's shot at night, the okay. the floor is usually slick or the ground is usually slick so that it picks up reflections better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They wet the, usually they wet they'll it. wet the ground right. And I feel like that's always the thing where if you see it. Either it's it's well done and it's very subtle, or it's like, oh man, you guys painfully really, obvious. You guys really like just took the hose and then had like went to town on this. I 
So I took a screenwriting class in undergrad. Oh. And I enjoyed it. It was okay. fun. And our professor was a, like a legitimate real deal screenwriter and like mm-hmm. oh, cool. was also like a creative consultant for like HBO and sure. all this other stuff. He was never like a showrunner. Sure. Despite okay. the fact that he told us a story that he wrote a novel that uh, Fox or maybe FX or uh, some studio wanted to uh, adapt into a show. Mm-hmm. And Kevin Bacon was signed on for like one of the leading roles. Okay. But Kevin Bacon's main requirement, like contractual requirement was I will only do the show if Clint uh, McCown, who was my professor, is the showrunner. Whoa. But Clint did not have like the clout to yeah, say I can do Yeah, he didn't have it. name cachet. Sure. So the studio was like, we can't do that. We have to make the showrunner this other person because that's going to draw a larger audience. And yeah. Kevin Bacon's like, well, I'm not doing it. Really? Yeah. Do you remember what it was? No, I don't. Okay. I mean, you probably look up his... Clint McAllister. Yeah. Yeah. His bibliography. Oh, I will. Yeah. Not now because that'd be rude. Works cited. Ooh. The... Mm-hmm. But he would talk about talk about the screenplays that we were writing. He would make us like make up a number like, okay, what's your budget going to be? Like, give me a budget. Huh. And these motherfuckers were throwing around like only like one or two million. And I was like, look at some of your like plot synopses. And <laughs> this seems like more in a, like you're talking about like a post-apocalyptic like... Mm-hmm ice age survival oh movie. god yeah. that doesn't sound like it's something you can do on a shoestring budget unless no. it's like guys in cardboard suits yes running around <laughs> Maine. <laughs> just Maine. Though. just Maine. just Maine. yeah post-apocalyptic Maine, which is just pre-apocalyptic Maine. Ooh, boom got him i own i own land in Maine. do you because the hawaii 2 thing the cards against <laughs> humanity yeah i don't think i got that one i got I, don't I think am I got, a permanent uh, leaser. I got the first one they did it the first time, not the second oh, time. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, only got, I got the second and third one, I think. But anyways, mm-hmm. so he, he, we were talking about budgets. And one thing he said, things that can greatly increase uh, uh, a film's cost are night scenes and scenes in the rain. That's really interesting. Because shooting at night requires special lighting, special right. positioning, all that stuff. Like maybe even a night crew. Mm-hmm. Shooting in the rain requires rain machines. Yeah. Like because you and can't you just have to summon the rain on command, right? So you have to. Well, be maybe prepared. you can't. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> you need to be prepared for that stuff. Yeah. And we talk about how, um, if you've ever seen Open Range, it's that western with uh, Robert Duvall and uh, Kevin Costner. I have not, but I'm they're, adding it to my list. They're cattle ranchers, mm-hmm. and they're driving cattle across, um, you know, the Great Plains. Yeah. And there's a part. I mean, it's very like Kevin Costner. He. He might as well be playing Wyatt Earp. Okay. Like, because it's just his character again. Sure, sure. But there's a part where they have, like, this shootout, because they, like, cross some, like, you know, cattle baron or something, something, something <laughs> that, like, basically owns, like, this mining uh-huh. town. Uh-huh. And there's a part where they have the shootout in the rain in this uh, mining town. Sure. Um, And there's, like, literal, like, gushing streams, like, gullies of water just, mm-hmm. like, rushing down. Mm-hmm. And... To do that, they had to reroute a river, like a like a estuary that broke off from some major river. They like dug a trench leading from the river yeah. to like get this effect. That's insane. And get all of this water rushing down. That's insane. Yeah, I mean it's the same thing with like the fucking like uh, the highway fight in the second Matrix movie. 
Mm-hmm. They just built that highway. That's true. In the middle yeah. of a desert. Yeah. And then just left it there after they were done. That's wild. Anyways, huh. welcome to our movie podcast where yeah. we discuss the budgets of movies. I'm down. Um, and also the uh, ever-progressing saga of gov- one governor, <laughs> Ralph oh, Northam. Oh, yep. The, no, those were uh, special effects, right? The, nothing special about them. No. Good job. That's, you know what? Yeah. Thank you. You get another you. one. The, mm-hmm. what a week to be a Virginian. Yeah. I saw uh, yeah. uh, uh, Alex Navarro said, I'm glad people are finally realizing how weird Virginia is. Mm-hmm. I saw uh, another tweet that said, congratulations on Virginia winning the award of Florida. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just saw someone linked me to an article just about like, yeah, fuck, the, fuck all of Virginia. Fuck Damn. Northern Virginia because <laughs> I-95 sucks. Yeah, fuck, I saw fuck that. Southeast Virginia because Hampton Roads, the Hampton Roads Bridge Tunnel sucks and mm-hmm. I-64 sucks. I'm just like, Man, yeah, it's 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 we're just gonna cast Virginia aside. I like Virginia. I like a lot of Virginia. Were you born in Virginia? I was born and raised in Virginia. Yeah, I was too. Yeah, and um, but Northern Virginia. (laughs) 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 Fuck those guys. Basically, Northern Virginians. (laughs) It no. So the whole so Northam has his scandal, right? Lieutenant Governor Fairfax. Yeah. has his sexual assault allegations. Right. Mark uh, Herring, the attorney general, who is third in line for the gubernatorial succession, uh, has his own blackface scandal. Mm-hmm. The uh, fourth in line, uh, Speaker of the House, who is uh, GOP, was decided by a name drawing out of a hat right? because That's, of a tie mm-hmm. in the uh, election. Yep. It's Virginia, all fucked. Virginia. It's all fucked. Yeah. And Welcome home. <sighs> country right wait uh, mm, mm. <laughs> mountain mama yep i don't know the I, I, I don't know what to make of it it's yeah yeah i was having a um because go ahead no I, I was having a conversation with my friend who has been going through some stuff recently um but she was she was like yeah i just felt like uh my outlook on life last year was all like sunshine and puppy dogs and now everything sucks and i kind of looked at her and i was like oh you're you're on the other end of how mad i was last year and then and then i looked her in the eyes and i was like i'm a black guy from virginia it's kind of always sucked kind kind of at least a little because it's like oh yeah we're gonna go to like mount vernon manor for uh for a field trip and then it's like oh slaves built this that's cool I mean, there's no denying that Virginia's history was built on slavery. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm, I feel like we can no, say I, that and then be like, right, right. And I just, but like, when your governor and your attorney general of your state mm-hmm. wore blackface in the '90s, that is, in a way, in them the fucking '90s. I mean, in the '80s. I'm sorry, in the '80s, which is still still, still uh, uh, is them still not accepting yeah. that past right 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 it's wild pre-racial post-racial like mm-hmm. there should never be a point where like that's okay mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and when people are like that was just how it was back then i'm like that's not an excuse right right there was a uh one of the i think it was ralph northam's news conference um oh fuck yeah. the one last saturday yeah 
Yeah. Where he's like, I can moonwalk. Yeah. Yeah. And he even like, he, mm. so my <laughs> wife says that this is inappropriate <laughs> this is at inappropriate. this time. And he even looked around. This is the thing that I had heard a bunch of times and I hadn't seen it for the longest. And I was like, yeah. And like, he really looked like he was about to moonwalk. I was like, that's ridiculous. No, he didn't. No. And then I watched it. Like, look at oh, the footage. No. Oh, he no. He looked behind his back and was like, I got space. I could do this. Yeah. Yeah. There was a. <laughs> I still got it. Right, right. It was um, it was great because there was a, there was a journalist who was in the front row, and he and he looked him in the eye and he was like, "Do you feel like it's a problem that, as a grown man, you need to be told that this is bad?" And it was just like, "Oh, that's that's good Southern shade." But still, no registration, none, none. I was I was happy that the question got asked the way it did, and then his response was just. Oh well, you know I'm not black. I was like, oh, okay, what? <sighs> politics are cool. I politics sure are. are yep. I mean, the, you always talk about politics, money, and religion on the first date. Yes, yes. Just to get all that clear, mm-hmm. like where mm-hmm. do we stand? Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't. It just sucks to be represented on a national stage in this yes. way. Like uh, this is not this is not who I want to be as a Virginian. Right. This is not who, what I want my state to be. Right. And we, you know, we live in the former Confederate capital. Yeah. So we deal with that quote unquote, deal with that shit. Sure. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. Every time you drive by the museum, every time you drive by the museum and the fucking old white dudes are waving their Confederate flags. Every time you drive up and down Monument Avenue. Yep. And there is a dedicated statue to, Robert E. Lee yep. and Stonewall da- Jackson. Yep. Like, we, like a lot of southern cities, states, and capitals, need to recognize our past. Yes. But in a lot of ways, none so more than Richmond, Virginia. Yeah. And I, and in some ways, I feel like we, I, I, I feel like our generation, mm hmm. Like our age group is well aware oh, of yeah. that. Yeah. Well aware. And I think with the organizations like the young DSA chapter at VCU and mm-hmm. Richmond DSA in general, like well aware of that past and trying to rectify that past. Mm-hmm. But you still have a lot of like center left people and municipal and state politics yeah. just kind of being like, mm-hmm. Like yeah. I feel like you know if it were up to if it were up to Mayor Stoney, those statues probably wouldn't be up anymore. But also like kind of hiding behind the excuses like well that's state property like right right ah, I don't know it's just shitty because that's not who we are that's not who that's, I think we what, were yeah and maybe maybe I'm wrong and hmm. maybe also everyone deals with this shit like this happens to every state and every. Sure. State deal has to take its lumps and sure, but also we have to take our lumps and then do something about it, right? And I think do something about it. Northam deciding not to resign and trying not to resign is not us doing something about it. Right. I'm glad it's out there and I'm glad we know about it, but it's also real shitty. Yeah. And we need to fucking address our problems. No, the system's great, Dylan. We're we're fine. (laughs) We're fine. Well, you telling me that, Nelson. No, wait. No, wait. I take it <laughs> I back. Said, I take it back. No, no, no. I, I, yeah, you're right. You know what? No! You're right. All right. Well, let's get off that topic. But like, 
we're still dealing with this. We, yeah, it's a thing. It's, like, last week's been... It's been a long week. It's been a thing. It's been a long week. <sighs> yes. I'm glad we got that out, though. Me too. I feel at least marginally better. Yeah? Yeah. You want to talk about video games? Uh, Yeah, why not? Yeah? Yeah, on this yeah. video game podcast? Yeah, I just, guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought we were doing the movie one. Ah, <laughs> rough. Not enough subscribers. Rough. We had to cancel it. Okay, got it. Had to cut it off. Got it. Um, it sounds way too close to something that I did. <laughs> <laughs> Life of a podcaster. Well, yeah. <laughs> yep. So. Hi. Uh, big surprise dropped this week. Yeah. Um, do you like Titanfall? I mm, Wait. Do I like Titanfall? Do you like Titanfall? Let's start there. Do you okay. like Titanfall? Never played it. Oh. Do you like robots? Yes. Would you potentially like... A game where you're like this foot soldier that can ride inside of a, a robot. Uh, yeah, I would and love like that. Giant mech and you yeah, shoot yeah, yeah. the mech and then get outside and yeah, also absolutely. like find the mech and then yeah. other other pilots. Let's call them pilots. Okay, cool. The people that are that piloting cool. the mech. I like this. You like that? Yeah. All right, get rid of that. All right, oh, you okay. got a you got a squad based battle royale game. It's hero mm-hmm. classes, mm-hmm. kind of like Overwatch, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. set in that universe okay. where the cool robots are. Yeah, but the robots aren't there. Well. But you still have your so also in the robot game you uh-huh. could uh, you could wall run yeah all right I'm I'm in that's also not in the battle royale oh, okay game. Apex Legends got announced <laughs> announced and released immediately oh, yeah people eat that shit up yeah and I eat it up yeah when people get excited about that every time Brad Shoemaker talks about how excited he was that the Sega Saturn was both announced and launched on the same day I I think it's the Saturn. Uh, not the genesis right i don't think it was the genesis i, I think, think it was, the, was saturn. the saturn every time he brings that story up i get excited yeah because that's a good marketing strategy yeah no i i um i eat that up it's just, good just like you like yeah. i i get excited from things that are meant this is wow that was going to be a really generic statement it's really obvious when it's like hey this is marketing that you should be excited about or this is sure. this is a way of doing something that you should be excited about yeah but the thing is it's i don't get to see that every day right so when it happens it's like oh Okay, all right. I'm like this like is the, good. like the Fallout 4 like marketing cycle. Yeah. Like they announced it in the summer. Uh they released that fall. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it was early summer. I think it was before E3 and then E3 they had their big showcase of like this is what Fallout is, the character and it was creator, like 11 blah, blah, blah. 11. Yeah. And then they and then yeah, what was it? But you it was 2015. I think so. Yeah, cuz the first year of the podcast Oh, cool. Nice. Yeah. There you go. Steel trap. My, my <laughs> <laughs> oh. it's, it's, good, it's a good thing. <laughs> also, the joke was that I've played Titanfall 2, but I've never played Titanfall 1. That was the... Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't... I didn't no, it's fine. I'm I'm here. Flew over my I'm head. I'm here. And it's not a good place to be. <laughs> because I'm You're still talking... I'm still mind. thinking about the politics. <laughs> oh, um... Yeah. I thought you were saying... I'm still thinking about my joke that never got fully addressed. It was also it was that. Genius. <laughs> genius no that's just if you ever see me at home fuming it's because i'm just like they didn't get the fucking joke you you joke but like welcome to me like the first year of this podcast oh <laughs> uh, okay cool i'm glad i'm glad i'm not alone <laughs> it was funny damn it um apex legends apex legends right i'm bummed there's no wall running yeah it's a i've never played a titanfall titanfall 2 is fantastic that's what i've heard uh one of the better single player campaigns and that's an also what i've game. heard 
Yep. The uh, award cast uh, best game played of 2017. Well, it wasn't the year it came out. It was the year Alex Alex was stumping hard for it. Nice. It's a a good-ass game. It's good. Yeah. I might pick it up. Um, And the reason that I'm a little bit bummed about the lack of wall running is that it was such a nice thing to have locomotion's always great yeah games should have more locomotion not yes less. this feels this feels weird and kind of, and like obviously strapped down because you took the robots out and you took the we we kind of talked about what apex legends is <laughs> right? apex legends let's <laughs> we right, mentioned let's, it. let's do this chronologically okay all right so monday mm-hmm. uh Feb- february 4th 4th it, it wasn't it wasn't groundhog day right Ooh, I couldn't tell February you. February second is Groundhog Day. Okay, so is that so Saturday. Saturday? Yes, I knew because I had a really good pun. Oh, okay. would you like to hear it? I would love to. Apex Atani Phil. Okay, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um. Hmm. I I was gonna make fun of it, and then I heard the full thing, and I'm on board. Good. Yeah. All right. Potential episode title. We'll see. Yes. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> um. Oh wait, has Apex has Pucks of Tony Phil ever done blackface? <sighs> no, I'm canceled. sad again. Phil's canceled. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Phil's canceled. Phil is canceled. Phil's canceled. <laughs> Groundhog Day. Done. <laughs> Groundhog Day VR. Check it out. <laughs> so, uh, stream started 12 noon, Monday, February 4th. Uh, everyone knew by that point that it was some sort of Titanfall Battle Royale game. Right. They didn't know specifics, but because week before, they had like a press showcase, uh, NDA press showcase. Um, I was also listening to Giant Bomb talk about it, and Brad <laughs> went, and he mm. was saying how he went there, and then people were mentioning, oh, yeah, the influencers will be here tomorrow. And then he was like, oh, okay, flew home, was like, hey, we need to get this written material up. up because that's crazy ain't like the the embargo's gonna get broke yeah um which you know influencers am i sure. right <laughs> can't keep a secret <laughs> but um so it's just like a a running loop of like scenery for like three hours and then like sometimes splice in like people running across or whatever like generic looking pilots sure um and like facilities and and locations and then at 3 p.m., they bring on... All right, it was Vince Sempella. Mm-hmm. And who was the other guy? Um, he was some lead. I could not tell you. I, I, missed the, I missed that part of it. Okay. Vince Sempella has learned nothing from his E3 <laughs> showing last year. Oh, no. He awkwardly answered an interview with Andrea Renee. Yeah. Like he, he, he got on. Oh, I was convinced no. he had a he got a bad haircut sure. because he just had a baseball cap kind of like awkwardly sitting on his head. He had his hands half stuffed into his jean pockets. Mm-hmm. I'm just like Vince, what are you doing, mm-hmm. Vince? Please. You know how when you have a memory pushed so far in the back <laughs> of your mind and somebody starts pulling it out <laughs> and you feel everything you've ever felt when it happened <laughs> that may or may not be right now. Yeah, yeah, it's. I love his work. I just wish <laughs> he just had better stage presence. That's all I want. Yeah, well, stage presence is hard. Yeah. Mm. You're right. You're yeah. right. It's just, I feel for the guy. 
but so Apex yes. Legends, <laughs> Apex Legends, they announce it. Mm-hmm. It's a um, battle royale. Right. Have you heard this before? <laughs> A, ba- a battle royale. A battle royal. Oh my! Battle royal with cheese. Oh, delicious. They so it's a battle royale set in the Titanfall universe. Um, but there's some changes. It's 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 only squad based. Right. So it's three. There's pe- no single player. No, it's three person squads. Mm-hmm. It's hero based. So there are eight heroes as uh, of right now. I think there's eight. There's two and that you two have to are, unlock. Yes. But so you have six unlocked to begin with, and there's two that you can pay to unlock. And I think it's maybe three classes, e- and then one that's like an all around. Is f- I think there's four classes. Okay, assault, I, support, assists of some sort, yeah. like Pathfinder and Lifeline, or like are, the, are your support? Yeah. Um, so you, so you have attack, defense, support. And oh then, yeah, because Gibraltar. Yeah. I forgot. And then um like tracking because Which is, bl- Bloodhound. Yeah. And is Bloodhound the only tracker? I think so. Okay. That's pretty but cool. He had a special symbol that was like a radar ping or something. Yeah. Whereas everyone had like bullet, shield, mm-hmm. health plus like sign. Nothing, yeah. Um, so free to play mm-hmm. on PS4, Xbox One, and PC. And, and it's like, and it's available right now. Right now. And I was like, well, shit. That's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I will download this game and give it a look-see. Mm-hmm. And you did? And I did. And it's fantastic. It's really cool. It's, it's really like goddamn good. kind of upsettingly good. Yeah. I uh, I was watching somebody stream the other day, and one of the first things I caught them saying was, I cannot wait for the competitive scene for this. And I hadn't that hadn't crossed my mind yet. Oh, yeah. That had not crossed my mind at all. Because the thing is... You're taking the, like, let's say three fourths of the mobility of Titanfall. Sure. Um, like pilot based Titanfall. Right. Uh, you're taking class based strategy and then you're making it a battle royale. Like, those are a lot of those things are things I like watching. And now it's just condensed into one. Right. Like, oh, and the character design. Yeah. So, oh let's, my God. let's break it down a little bit because I am so, I was really impressed by overwatch mm-hmm. when they like really synthesize a lot of stuff about like hero based shooters yeah like, they took the the took the team fortress like model and like polished it to a gleam right, right? to a to a pixar gleam yes and then respawn looks at the landscape and they're like okay the battle royale battle royale is big you have basically what you have fortnite PUBG. um it's like Fear of the Wolves is one that's coming out. Oh, Daisy, Daisy. Wait, but or isn't there another like really big one? H one Z one. No, H1Z1, I mean. no, 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 no. So Fortnite, PUBG, yeah, H one Z one. I guess. And I guess there's no other really big one. I could have sworn there was like a third really. There's big like one. a Rings of Elysium is newer. Mm. I don't know if it's. I mean, there's Escape from Tarkov. Right. But so they, they looked at that and they're like, okay, we could make a really good battle royale or we could make a battle royale, which like subverts a lot of stuff. Like so far, there has not been a hero based battle royale, a right. hero class battle royale right. that forces squads. Mm-hmm. On top of that, the hardest thing about the battle royale games is that you can't uh, do pickup groups. You can't just randomly matchmake because mm-hmm. battle royales are all about communication. It's all about sighting enemies when you see them, and it's about communicating that to 
your teammates. And if you just do a random group, they might not have a headset. They might be a complete asshole. I've mm-hmm. dealt with a couple assholes already oh, in Apex yeah. Legends. Okay. Um, that are just like giving me shit the entire game. It's like, you suck at this. Why do you suck so bad? You suck at this. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? This game just came out. <laughs> no, but Dylan, you suck. I mean, it's true. Same. So they rectified that situation by making the most amazingly contextual so call-out system, ping system in the world. Mm-hmm. Where basically, like, on, on a controller, your right button, I don't know what it is on... It's in the middle mouse. Okay. Yeah. Is basically your ping. Or your scroll wheel, sorry. Yeah. And it's contextual to anything you pointed at. If you point at an enemy, you ping them. Right. It says enemy over there. If you point it at a supply crate, it'll say supply crate here. If you point it at a helmet, it'll say helmet here, level two. And so they'll even tell you what the levels of certain right. things are. And then you, as a squad mate, can look over because they show up on your HUD as well. And you can point at it and hit R2 and say, I call dibs. Mm. You can go into your inventory and look at your guns if you don't have a secondary gun you can hit r2 in that slot and say i need a weapon or if you do have a gun you can look at the uh scope slot where you equip scopes and click on that it says i need a scope for this dmr yeah yeah um you can call out for health i need a health item i need i need this that i need you know there's shields so like you're um unlike in other battle royale game oh blackout was the other Oh, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, it's so hard to think of that as a separate thing from just saying Call of Duty, but it's Blackout. Right. So the thing that Blackout and now Apex Legends has been doing to differentiate itself from PUBG is that the armor is still there, but you can repair your armor, whereas Mm -hmm. PUBG, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. once it deteriorates, it's gone. Yeah. Um, So that's great. So like now you have like a shield and health. You have a shield and health in Apex Legends and you have basically shield health batteries shield battery restoring items um and the quality of your shield goes up with the quality of your uh, armor and then everything is on the classic world of warcraft or borderlands like rarity loot color scheme Mm -hmm. so you know you have white for common you have uh blue for rare you have purple for i guess epic i don't know what they call it yeah i'm not sure either and And then then yellow is legendary right and they have that for everything so they have that for helmets um uh weapon well not so much the guns themselves; it's the things it's that like equipped. Cl- yeah. Yeah. So like you have a legendary. Yeah, I think it's um, basic guns, and then yeah, the equipments are. Yeah, like you can have an epic large magazine, right, for your gun. Right. Or you can have an epic scope, or you can have like a legendary uh, vest, armor vest. Um, and you get those supply drops every every once in a while right. in the game, the same way you would in PUBG or yeah. any of the other games. So what they really realize is that the fun about the Battle Royale, at least their philosophy from what I'm interpreting from the game, is that the fun of the Battle Royale is working with a squad, going over a landscape, and succeeding against other teams in like these really cool setups. Like, you know, if it's in like a city or in like a small villa or like a giant dam facility, mm-hmm. like power facility, mm-hmm. like that's what's cool about Battle Royale. And then they cut out things like, you know, constantly feeling like you're not making any progress or constantly dying. I mean, you do, you can die. You can have a string of losses. Sure. Where you, like, but that's die any, immediately. Right. But the. But they give you the tools to learn from your deaths right or to work with other people which is probably the biggest point on this one also there are three stages of death 
So oh, you're right. There's your downed state. I forgot about this. When you lose all your health, you go into a down state, like in any battle royale, and you're kind of crawling around. You can be revived. You can be revived. Um, and then if you're killed in that state or you bleed out, You'll then go into like a basically like you turn into a box. Mm-hmm. You turn into like a little iPad. Isn't that what we all do? Yeah. Or, uh, okay. A medallion. What do they call it? They have some name for something it. something like that. Uh, a banner. I think they call it a banner. I think you're right. Yeah. And so if you retrieve that off of your crate because you drop a like a loot crate like in other battle royale games where all your items are stowed. Mm-hmm. If one of your teammates retrieves that, they can then run it over to a respawn point, and then a ship flies in and, and drops, drops you, you off. off. Um, and then, but if they don't do that, if they don't pick up your banner, mm-hmm. if they just leave it on the ground after a certain amount of time, I think it's like two minutes. You can't come back. You can't come back at all. Right. Which rarely happens. Yeah. I think that's happened once. It j- just what the idea of, there are so many things in this game that, that work towards that thing you were talking about of like, it's a squad then, it, and, and it's squad based because that's where they saw the fun. Yeah. So I guess chronologically. Um, at the very beginning, but no, before the game even starts, it's player one and it assigns randomly, I think, but it's the first player in your squad. Yeah. You have, you choose your class or you choose your character, your hero. There's a draft of, of sorts. Exactly. Which, which also kind of makes it feel like it lends itself very, very easily into, um, some kind of competitive scene yeah or being compared to like mobas yeah because you have to determine like what your like team composition is and like exactly because even in like the the tutorial or not the tutorial but like on the loading screen where they have tips they were just like if you play as bangalore who is like this very classic badass soldier soldier Mm -hmm. she has a smoke grenade that is awesome it just like comes out and it shoots a smoke canister and then it just like fills the entire thing mm-hmm. um and it does this so not only does it fill like uh volumetrically like the world with smoke but then it also like causes a cloudy effect like on your hut uh, which like adds this adds to the um immersion well i mean not to the immersion but like it it's a more effective it's like the ink splatter in mario kart oh yeah like, it's a more effective um as a obstacle right yeah um on the loading screen I saw a tip that just said, if you have Bangalore and Bloodhunter on your team, you'll shoot a smoke grenade and then Bloodhunter can use its like uh, sonar the tracker. Yeah, yeah. And highlight people. And if they're in the smoke, you can see them. They can't see you. That's very cool. Like, that's, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. Like like team composition like that can be immensely powerful in this game. And it's really cool. That's cool. Um, and, and that also like comes a lot. I feel like that's like very much a MOBA DNA kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And and it's interesting because they have they have that and you just automatically get in the mindset of oh well these two people pick this and I want to be right. I want to help my team win. Yes. So I'm going to pick this that would help them out. Though I have seen a lot of people where I'm like all right I'm going to play Bangalore and then the next person's like all right I'm going to play Wraith. I'm like no we no, don't need no, to don't assault need, people. We don't need to assault. Like pick Pathfinder or someone. Right. And oh here's another thing so fantastic that in the training mode because i i had like five minutes before i needed to leave for work so i did not play a game i played i played the training thing um and you're like i got it right right which a i got it i i understood as soon as i got into a game i was like okay cool i know this 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 i know how the game works but i thought it was fantastic that in the training mode they they make you lifeline yes so they make you the healer character because in my mind a lot of people don't 
automatically go for the healers. Right. And then you learn her skill set of like putting exactly. down the shield and everything. And, and calling then you the see how valuable crate. that is. And then, and then in your head, you're like, even if you don't, even if you want to play as Bangalore or Bloodhound or whoever else, you can still say like, oh, well, I know this character's skills and I know how, how she would help out the rest of my team. Right. And it's just, it's, it's smart. There's a lot of smart things. And the jump master thing? Yes. That's so good. So, so you, you jump as a team. Right. Um, and someone is assigned the jump master role and then they determine when you jump and where you go. And you're automatically, the jump master not only says here's where, here's where and when we're jumping, but the jump master controls. Yeah. And everybody just follows the jump master's Unless controls. you hold down square or whatever button. Right. And you can break off. Yeah. And do your own thing. And but, that's up to you. Right. And that rarely happens. I mean, and if they do, they're like, all right, we're landing here. I'm going to go to this building. So that we're all not crowding yeah, the same. Like you'll you'll get out just before you land. Right. Yeah. Um, but everyone can ping the map, being like, let's go here or let's go here. And yeah, and you can say okay yeah, or ping and something confirm else. Confirm it. Um mm. I haven't seen a negative. I've seen actually I haven't seen somebody do a negative. I've seen somebody do a counter. Like right. oh, let's go here instead. Yeah. yeah. And, and then and, and somebody people, will cancel theirs. Right. And people are very responsive to like, all right, let's let's agree as a group. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like I said, so much like enforcing team cooperation. And it's just good, man. Very rarely have I seen lone wolves in this. Like, it's a lot of people right. like actually playing their role. And it's weird. Yeah, it's really good. Like, who who'd have thunk you just needed like good tools to incentivize mm-hmm. cooperation in these types of games? God, the ping is so solid. It's very smart. It's really good. Like, that's really what the entire game kind of hangs its hat on yeah and it's which is incredibly smart a good thing to hang your hat on right yeah it's very good the game is so good it's incredibly it's that like i it's been a while i will admit it's been a while where i have sat down and been like this legitimately excited about a game i have played a lot of games that i have enjoyed recently Mm -hmm. but it's like oh no this is the this is it. I want to play this more. Right. Where like I'll play something and I'll be like, yeah, okay, cool. Like I got it. I'll finish this when I get there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like Red Dead. I'll be like, all right, cool. I mean, I'm enjoying Red Dead. Okay. Um, but I still haven't bought it. Really? Yeah. Oh. I don't. I'm in this weird state of like, do I need to play Red Dead? I don't. No. Need to play Red Dead. I feel like you can only answer that question. Oh my. Nelson. I have to look inward? Yeah. Okay. You have to find your in- internal Arthur Morgan. <sighs> well, he's definitely got mutton chops. <laughs> he's absolutely well, you got can do chops. that. I know. <laughs> you can have like stage 10 growth mutton chops. Oh, I just remembered another game that I have to t- that I have to talk about. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, After Apex Legends. Le- yeah, let's wrap up. It involves mutton chops. That's why I said that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Apex Legends, I I plan on playing a lot more of it. None of my fucking friends will play with me well, on PS4. Well. It's such a good feeling console shooter. Please, can someone just play with me? Yes. On PS4? Okay. Please? Okay. Please. All right. Khalif Adams said he'd play with me. Okay. Okay. Well, no, no. so I, looks like you already got a friend to play with you. Um, just everyone's like, let's do PC. I'm like, Why? Cause it's just there. Although you do have to install Origin to do that. On that doesn't bother me. I think I already have Origin installed. I think I did too, but I can't tell you why. I love. Well, for me, it was probably The Sims. Oh, it was Titan. It was Titanfall too. Oh, Titan That's Fall. right. Okay. <laughs> the last thing I talk- played was their last game. People were talking about is like, is this 
EA's way of backdooring getting people Titanfall. to get Origin on a lot of PCs, which it might be. So sure. we might we might have to add Origin to the to the PC digital store <sighs> wars. No, <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I mean, whatever. I mean, it's whatever. They're just they're just icons to sit on my desktop. I'll double click them. Yeah, it's fine. Every once in a while, I saw a GIF that was like, "Oh, you're right. It's so hard to switch platforms." And someone just like they moved the cursor over to another That's icon. Difficult. And right? Double clicked it. That's difficult, man. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what else have you been playing? Well, I, so I, one oh. thing I want to end on oh, okay. with the Apex Legends thing. Um, number one. I brought up EA, but EA had no part. I read that. Determining the marketing of this game. Fantastic. Which is pretty ridiculous. And I am legitimately curious. I've gone back and forth about how much this matters, but I am legitimately curious how much this will affect Anthem's launch. Hmm. They may be different demographics. They may be different player bases. I don't know, but who's to say? I did not feel like the Anthem demos exactly lit the world on fire. Uh, they did not. So, did you play it? I played a little bit of it, and then I got to a point where I decided I didn't like the mission structure. Mm. And I was just like, uh. I played the first mission. Yeah. Clone the guy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. When when someone say Shepard. Right, right. Where's my... Where's my garris moment yeah what who who can i woo and or not woo right and if it's just the javelin then i mean maybe that's <laughs> fine maybe that's mm, fine just like yeah and then and then it, oh, the back dra- of it opens <laughs> dragging your line your hand across the mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. javelin caressing it remember when i said i like mechs oh you love mechs. Oh, i love my mechs so we've seen a couple of genres in the past decade or two that have been difficult to replicate oh yeah so like mmos mm-hmm. right so wow comes out makes a ton of money people get really excited about mmos mnnos mnms mnmos they get really excited excited about the mnms mmo yeah oh man i almost got that on on the first try mnms mmo yeah also m n m nope mnm mnms enema mmo what other genres are there mnms enemies enema mmo the anime yes got it but so all these people tried to replicate wow's success right and didn't didn't do it right i mean where are the big ones you have like city heroes you have lord of the rings online you have star trek online guild wars 2 which guild is wars 2. you have uh the old republic which, uh black desert black desert online uh elder scrolls yeah um i mean elder scrolls black desert online and the old republic the old republic are kind of more of like a second generation yeah like post wow because yeah. like even though they started subscription based they quickly moved to free to play even though black desert is still subscription based right i think no i think it's a buy it once and you get it okay yeah so and then there's like the two final fantasy online ones which is what 14 and 14 well 11 on ps2 and then 14 is the one that's out now 11 was it 11 yeah that was the old mmo okay mm-hmm. Um, which I have a free month of Final Fantasy fourteen from Twitch Prime. Oh, uh, which you is might want to jump. My friend loves Mike. My, yeah, we talked. We talked about math. Okay. The math boss. The math boss was cool. I'm, I'm the math boss. The math boss was dope. I gotta admit, it's a cool. It's a cool setup. It's a pretty cool setup. But so, all of these MMOs came out 
and it was like, oh, they couldn't directly replicate wow success yeah like, some of them did well some of them did better than others and some of them kind of just like faded flatlined yeah. yeah um and then you saw mobas right so you had league and you had dota, dota and then you had what was it infinity crisis was oh, warner brothers God. dc one. Oh no i forgot about that you one. have um i mean heroes have, of the storm but heroes of the storm still doing well despite the fact that they canceled like their like yeah college tour their college esports thing um i from what i understand like maybe it's not like they seem like they're moving away from it sure but at least it had a longer tail than like some mobas that's um here's new earth smite right i was that's the one i was trying to remember the name of right the the moba moba fields healthy but like there were still a lot of companies that were like mobas are it like mobas Mm -hmm. they're like mobile games like just throw a bunch of money in there and we'll make one and we're good and we're gonna make what dota made yeah and a lot of them didn't (laughs) all right so now third john well you would argue the third genre might have been trading card games but mm, maybe Mm. not or digital trading card games. yeah yeah you could argue that but i would say the third genre is now battle royales Mm. and it has been very streamlined from like all right here's the the trendsetter yeah all right here is the here's the, the new, hot new candy here's the new king yeah all right and now here are people remixing the f- the formula because they know they can't directly compete with any of the two yeah so they need to attract people in different ways um free to play plus hero classes plus loop, mobility mo- mobility loop-based structure like yeah. it's very smart like, it is. It's smart that the industry is actually learning, because and, and we get to see it in real time. This right. Th- I feel like this time more so than previously. Right. Because like the MMO stuff, like people were giving every company shit forever that ever tried to make an MMO, and then the same thing with MOBAs. Um, and like people that were making MOBAs, and before the MOBA even came out, they're like, "And here's our esports strategy for the MOBA." Exactly. Like, well, you don't exactly. even have a, an audience yet, so who right. knows? Like if there's a player base big enough to support this. I'm just I'm I'm happy I'm happy we're not replicating past mistakes just over and over and over again. Yeah, like that, that gives me some some sort of faith. I mean, it's very in the progress of the industry. Sure, and it's very business oriented, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's very capitalistic in that mindset. But I mean, I don't know. It's it's how the cookie crumbles good feeling i don't know that's it, a, so that's the thing for me is like it, it is capitalistic it is business centric but also they made a pretty cool game that they yeah. that they seem excited about yeah and looks, i think the fact cool. that they're jazzed about it it's, it's getting me excited about the fact that it even exists i also didn't know there was anyone that gave a shit about uh titanfall's lore before uh, this week i well because it was like oh okay so oh, the apex Rafe. the apex are this uh military military organization they're like mercenaries right and so apex and blah 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 this is alex damrath talking to me on discord okay. and he's like oh okay so the guy in the opening cinematic who's like stabs the glass new which is so fucking dumb the guy like pulls yeah, super out an ipad yeah and he just stabs it with yeah. a knife it's like that costs a thousand dollars man it's like that guy is actually the 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 antagonist from titanfall 2 but in in titanfall 2 he's like 30 years younger so this is obviously set in the future somewhat and i'm like i gotta i gotta go back and examine that yeah i was like what i didn't they're characters Titanfall 2 had very good characters this game that's cool yeah that's cool the robot was a good character in and of himself the the titan the titan yeah the titan something yeah the one 
So he throws you. Oh, it's so good. And he's like, you might die. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, I might have to go back and play Titanfall 2 again. How long is that campaign? Like 10 hours? Mm, if that. That's cool. Right. So. Hi. Yes. Hi. Hey. How are you? I'm great. Good. Really want to play some Apex Legends. Yeah. Like right now. Shut this down. <laughs> Shut this Just, down. Yeah. <laughs> Click. <laughs> but um, yeah. So I'm excited to hear more about that. I'm excited to play more of that. Me too. Yeah. What else have you been playing, Nelson? Uh, okay. I know you asked me originally, but I'm asking you. Oh, me? Yeah. I, as part of another show that I do called the Video Game Book Club. Fucking what? Yep. Crazy. Wild. Uh, and playing a game that I have never fully played through. Mm-hmm. Titanfall 1. Titanfall. <laughs> I think Titanfall 1 was multiplayer only, now that I think about it. Um, I am playing through the very first Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic on PC. KOTOR 1. KOTOR the singular. Um, KOTOR the first. KOTOR senior. Sir KOTOR of, the f- of Bioware. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. I like this. Uh, it doesn't hold up that well. Ooh. <laughs> so my only exposure, I tried playing KOTOR after I played like the first Mass Effect. Yeah, don't. Yeah. Don't do that. Oh, yeah. Don't do that. You, I, was, I was like, oh, another Bioware, like, sci-fi RPG. Oh, and it's Star Wars? Sure, let's check it out. And I'm like... Right. I hit attack, and then he stands there. Yeah. And he... And it he paused, sh- too. He, and he shoots, and then he waits. Uh-huh. And then he shoots again. Uh-huh. What is this game? Oh, it's fantastic is what it is. Um, For anybody that doesn't know what Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic is, I'm sorry. Uh, It is one of the first like bioware rpgs right I, I feel like they made something before this well, but this so, is one of the first big ones yeah this is like one of the first like 3d of of, of like crpg or of the of the style that would eventually become like the dragon age mm-hmm. mass effect style mm-hmm. because before that they made like crpg um baldur's gate and that's right that's right icewind dale did they do that someone else did know. that i don't remember but like baldur's i remember gate. they made baldur's gate though right um so you are a oh man i'm trying to do do this without any spoilers the story takes place 40 like, to, i know yeah. i'm sorry i'm gonna spoil the hell out of star wars Knights of the old, Repu- the old republic like, i know enough it's, about it's the old republic oh it's in the past so forty thousand years in the past Forty thousand uh bby in uh in star wars talk oh that before makes me the so, battle of yavin that makes me so mad does it yeah, like the idea that the battle, a giant smile on my face. The Battle of Yavin was somehow mm-hmm. like this giant turning point uh-huh, in yeah. galactic history. Yep. That like every other thing in BBY, history baby. is determined mm-hmm. by that. And then ABY for after the Battle of Yavin. Could you. Um, t- Could I tell you what Yavin is? Not really. <laughs> it's a planet. It's a. I mean, it's a planet, but it's, it's, it's not where the even, Death Star was it's, destroyed above. It's not, it's, not that, it's not that important. It's not important. It's not important it's at all. It's like. Like so not important. Seeing, seeing like before Christ and after death, like makes sure. makes a certain amount of sense, right? Yeah, because it's the birth of a religion that like shaped a large part of Western culture. Like mm-hmm. it's obviously like super Western centric, like dating structure. Mm-hmm. It's weird, but man. it makes way more sense than if like everything was dated by the Battle of Waterloo. Like, I mean, before the Battle of Waterloo and after the Battle of Waterloo, we might need to start reconsidering how we judge time all right so it's forty thousand years before the be- before star wars a new hope so we're making you feel better we're currently in 200 something bbw 
Oh yeah. No, we're in ABW. I was gonna. Uh, what right now? Yeah. In life? Yeah. Oh. Gross. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that math. All right. So so. I thought you were making a joke. No. You said BBW because no, I was gonna no, say. No, no. Yeah. No, I think we're in the year sixty nine of BBC. Nice. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so it takes place way in the past, so yeah. that they, so that they 40K. got the forty k. Oh yes, actually yes, they got rid of all of the uh, movie and expanded universe continuity that they have to follow. Other than I think there's like one or two things that are like this is the beginning of time in in this galaxy. Did the did the expanded universe have stuff this far back? Yeah, uh, yes, like Birth of the Jedi and Sith yeah, and yes. all that shit. Yeah, but I'm. I'm trying to remember how recent some of that stuff is because they did have, I think in like the eighties, nineties comics, they had, um, I think it was XR Kun, who is one of the beings that took over the entire galaxy. Oh, so this is a, this is not an author. It's like even, there's a character name. It's a character name. Yeah. And and that's even before KOTOR. Okay. Cause like in KOTOR, they reference XR Kun. Okay. It's, there's a, there's a lot there. Um, the first lightsabers had uh had backpack <laughs> batteries powered, kind of, almost um, battery powered. Uh, there's there's a lot there. Anyway, so Kotor, you're a Jedi in the middle of a battle. Uh, where there's the Republic, the good guys going after the Sith, the, the old Republic. Guys. The old. Oh well, they're not the old Republic in this scenario. They're just the Republic. Uh, they're just the Republic. Got it. You gotta you gotta think that one through. Uh-huh, you gotta uh-huh, think that one through. Uh-huh. Time's a flat circle. Um. God damn it. <laughs> Every time. Uh, so there's, there's <laughs> the Republic. Detector season three now. On <laughs> yeah. HBO. Now streaming. Uh, so there's the Republic and the Sith. And the Sith are led by this evil Jedi, Darth Malak. That's the and, guy with the breathing mask. Yeah, he's got a weird cool breathing mask, thing. but just for the bottom half of his face. Right. You know where the breathing happens? Um, and yeah. <laughs> so Darth Malak is the former apprentice of Darth Revan, who is this like super evil bad guy. He's... He led the Republic, then turned on the Republic, and now he's he's with the Sith, and they're gonna go take over the world unless unless you, the plucky heroes, and Jedi Bastila can stop them. Okay. And then the big twist, again, spoilers for a game that's like fifteen years old by now, if not at if least not longer. Yeah, I know. I'm trying not to date myself here. Um, I'm ninety. The main character that you've created. That you've done all of the all of the dialogue, all the Bioware mm-hmm, RPG mm-hmm. stuff. The main character is the bad guy. <gasps> you are Darth Revan, and your mind was wiped, and then it turns out that it was wiped to do good because the Jedi do not kill; they don't even kill their prisoners. That's pretty sweet. I kind of like that. That's it's, like a, it's the, pretty smart. It's a hokey twist. It's really hokey, but the thing. So here's the thing: I always thought it was a hokey twist. And then I played it, and the way they reveal it is actually very smart. Uh, you finally, so it's you and Bastila, who's this good Jedi that that is has been working with you since the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, go up against the main bad guy, Darth Darth Malak, with the breath mask, um, and he stops your allies from helping, and is just like, "Oh, you don't understand. Oh, you have no idea." And then he starts telling you things. Um, and then you think back to every line that other characters have said, like Bastila straight up said the Jedi wouldn't kill even their prisoners. Um, somebody else says 
the biggest threat to somebody is is if you can take them and then turn them against themselves. And so it's all these hints that have been throughout right. the game of like, oh no, you're you're the bad guy. And then it cuts to him, it cuts or her, depending on how you play Darth Revan, taking off their mask. And then it's your character, but all Sithed up. It's it's actually very cool. That's pretty cool. I was again, I've known this twist for the last right. 15 years of my life and seeing it was just like okay that was that was pretty good that's interesting because like when i knew the bioshock twist mm-hmm. before playing bioshock and did it ruin it for you a little bit it that just, one totally ruined it for me yeah it yeah. didn't it didn't land yeah i was just like yeah i knew yeah yeah but this one's this one's i'm impressed that's cool and i think it's partially because in fairness everything leading up to that story-wise is is dialogue it's like read a uh, red dialogue for your character so you read it and then you give a response because your character has no voice acting right or it's um or it's dialogue coming in from other characters but here is a whole cutscene with like a, a bunch of footage spliced in and it's like oh y'all like put in the work that's cool yeah i like that but it does not hold up very well because i can see it's all a, the seams it's an old ass game it's an old ass i can see i can see everything that has led bioware to making mass effect as a series i was gonna say two because that's my favorite one but everything that's led them to making those games you can you can follow the thread yeah because it's just like oh man this is like a really bare bones like weird gross not gross but like not engaging plot line to follow for their side quests. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> because if only they the... gave us a truck that, that <sighs> careened across <sighs> planet landscapes with some animalistic uh, name. Pick this up and throw it that way. Um, God damn it. It's, it's weird. The Mako's okay. And the Mako's not good. Let's not. Mako's okay. Mako's not okay. I like the Mako missions. God damn you. Um, it's weird. It's weird. It's an old game. And it yeah. that's really cool. I do like that though. Also partially broken, like it does not wasn't two like even more broken? Two was even more broken, like, but two then was like there's unfinished. like a download that there's a mod that yeah. two's unfinished and then there's a mod that finishes it. Right. Which is very interesting. I find that fascinating. Yeah. But one like does not have a good way of getting a non full screen mode it does not have widescreen support mm. there's okay a bunch so of parts like that mess not up. even so you're not even it's talking like about bugs like, and stuff okay you're yeah. not even talking about like like the graphical fidelity of no. the time like that's fine yeah. it actually looks better than i kind of expected this is like original xbox yeah. game wasn't it yeah i think one of the first i might be lying there but i think it was a earlier original xbox game i believe it yeah you ever played jade empire no feel like no i have one, it never no played one it. played jade empire i wanted to so badly and i just never got around to buying it um i really like that though when you can like see the dna from like mm-hmm. a previous project like so one of the one of the writers one of the main creators of the game of thrones show i forget was it like denny off no the other one uh wb du bois yeah, it's not du bois <laughs> though it's like that's i kept thinking i was like what the, what's that fucker's last Is name db uh, db weiss okay um i wasn't gonna be able to guess that one i believe oh because it's d and d it's db and david or dennis db and d yep love it, it enemy anima m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m
Uh, I think it was this guy. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, maybe it was the other guy. Uh, one of them wrote the Troy movie. Ah. With um, Brad, Brad Pitt, Pitt as and... uh, Achilles. Mm-hmm. Watch that movie now. Are you a Game of Thrones fan? Do you like yeah. Game of Thrones? Yeah. I don't know why I said yeah. Like, yeah, ah, it's okay. Eh. No, yeah, I really yeah. like Game of Thrones. Look, I'm not just counting down the days till April. Whatever. I mean, I kind of watch that movie. Yeah, I've seen it and I liked it. Watch it now, okay? Because you're like, oh shit, this is just a prototype Game of Thrones. Like, this is literally just a proof of concept Game of Thrones. Like the that's fascinating. The shot setups, yeah. the way the armies are like staged against one another, the way the uh, characters interact with one another. Um, in these very like um, grand settings and then also like very like down in the dirt soldiers talking to one another the battles mm-hmm. and, i mean obviously like a lot of that stuff is determined by like the director and you know but you can like see choreographers and stuff yeah um uh odysseus is in it played by sean bean oh yeah and you watch that unfold and you're like holy shit like this is just him auditioning <laughs> for ned stark like yeah it's wild it's weird because i i and now obviously remember. i'm drawing more comparisons than like actually probably exist but, but still but, but you can see it you could see the author's hand like on that and mm-hmm. on yeah there's there's a couple of parts where i think it's um achilles is trash talking right before battle and that is exactly what dario naharis did in one of the more recent oh yeah he's standing in front of the gates yeah. of troy and he's calling hector mm-hmm. out yeah it's like mm-hmm. yeah very similar yeah um, wild it's really cool as like a almost archaeological piece of like, wow, how does this... Let me go ha- back and watch that again. How, how do ideas translate, especially when you work in like such a high production or like, you know, mainstream medium? Yeah, to like 10 years later. Right. And then how, like, does that make the ideas in Game of Thrones unoriginal? Like, does this, like, hmm. what does this mean? Like, how, did, how does that, like, are we just, you know it's probably true that all the stories have already been told and there's only one story. There's a monomyth or whatever, but it's weird seeing like all that stuff kind of funnel into. It's the same thing. If you like, you know, a musician's work right? and watch them. I mean, it's, for me, it's watch real, them evolve. Right. It's hard for me to like find musicians that I like their entire discography of, but when I do, it's fascinating because you get to follow the whole thing. Right. You get to you follow the transform. growth and the evolution. And, yeah. and even there was, a, um, this is very, very basic. This is, I'm going to take everything you said and then make it sound kind of dumb. <laughs> make it basic. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a new Run the Jewel song. Okay. And it's not new. It's in the it's on the Venom soundtrack. We don't have to talk about Venom, but Venom was good. I was also drunk. I thought Venom was okay. Venom was, Venom was I fun. I watched Venom. I Venom was, was like, fun. Okay, Venom. Venom I was, was fun. I was underwhelmed by that makeout scene. Yeah, me too. You know what? Can I explain what I thought that scene was? Yeah, well, go ahead. They were like, oh, he makes out with Venom. I thought Venom like literally like came out of him and did his like stretchy snake. That's thing what I thought, and just like made out with Tom Hardy. That's what I, I. That's really what I thought. And then when they was like, "Oh no, it's this other thing," I was like, "Yeah, over, right, over, oversold one. it." Yeah, but there's this Run the Jewel song that uses a sample from one of their older songs, and it's just interesting seeing like, oh, they're calling back to this thing that they used to be, and now right. they're something else, or now they now they've they're the same thing but evolved. Or you look at like MGS4. Yeah. MGS4 oh, splices God. in footage of MGS1. <sighs> that ending. And I don't like MGS as a series. Well, I, it's okay to be wrong. But, but it's impressive. It is impressive. How it does that. 
it is objectively impressive how Hideo Kojima did a lot of yeah. things. Yeah. A lot. Right. So, KOTOR, one. Yeah, I'm almost done up. with it. And then I'll talk about it somewhere, I guess. I don't On your other podcast. The Video Game Book Club. Video Game Book Duck Club. Oh, I'm so glad you remembered that. Of course. It's good. Never forget. <laughs> I kissed and pointed up. W- Witted.co. <laughs> They're um, all good. And none of them are mine. <laughs> I'm just going to take credit for them because I use them. Don't make cry five. All right. Look, it's a bad game. <laughs> I In a bad series. can't tell. Oh, well, 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 <laughs> whoa, now let's, let's turn that one way down. Um, for anybody that doesn't know, if you're if you're meeting me for the first time, Devil May Cry is one of my favorite game series of all time because it's dumb as hell. Um, but it also feels really good. The demo for Devil May Cry 5 is now on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. I don't know if I like it. What don't you like about it? There's What do you like about so, Devil May okay. Cry? So the thing for me, about this. Devil May Cry is a series about a... a couple of white-haired dudes mm-hmm. uh white-haired uh pretty anime anime boys anime um, boys running around not right not no is mgs2 your favorite because of the no. pretty <laughs> white-haired anime boy no but i do appreciate that they did that for me um and they have giant swords they also have giant blades he revs <laughs> he revs <laughs> God damn it. and he revs up the sword he revs up the sword in the trailer he does that's the best part of that trailer it's so good he oh. stabs it into the ground oh. and goes, it's so good it's so good I could talk about oh, I could talk about how cool Devil May Cry is like intentionally and unintentionally for probably a couple of hours so welcome to this podcast um all right, so you're so you're a devil hunter. You're either Dante or Nero in this game, primarily. Well, we'll see. In the demo, you play as Nero, who had one arm ripped off. Right. Ha- now has a robotic arm. Just kind of cool. It like shoots out. It shoots out. Yeah, it does like different things depending right. on because you have you have a um oh what did you, it's a you have a bandolier of other arms. Okay. And as you're running around, if you look at the character, so like at the switch character one out. he's got, yeah. So you use one and then it just automatically goes to the next one. I don't think you have a say in what order it goes in, but why wouldn't they just make it all the same arm? Because it's got different powers, man. Okay. So one of them, okay. One of them <laughs> shoots out a giant hand that shocks enemies. Okay. One of them when you punch it's like a haymaker and it's a rocket propelled arm so it goes and hits everything yeah, else yeah, yeah. okay and then there's another one that's just like really big shock wave so as you're running if you hit the arm button it will give you a dash forward okay and you can use that as many i, I think you can use that up until you hit the ground but um but all of the the mechanic is if you get hit while you're trying to use your arm uh specifically like while you're trying to use the button or the animation is active then you lose that arm. Got it. And then you can actually run out of arms, mm-hmm. uh, but you can still grab enemies for whatever reason. Um, I think it's I think it's the arm thing. Is that what's bugging you? I think Is it, it like a main component? Is that you're juggling yeah. between sword attacks and using the arm? Yeah, sword. So you have sword attacks, you have gun attacks, and then you have the arm special abilities or grab. And I think it's because I... Because you don't have control over which arm you're using, it's just what whatever's next in your bandolier. So if one gets destroyed, then you're then you're done. 
but it's really I'm I'll I'll admit I'm not the best at video games. Here I am sitting on a video game podcast. Uh get out. <laughs> well, all right. Um but I think I'm good at Devil May Cry. Okay. And I got hit and lost my arm a bunch. Well, it's been a while since a Devil May Cry has yeah, been. Yeah, I guess. But I was playing Devil May Cry 4 like a month ago. And that's the game with Nero in it. Devil May Cry, I only ever played the demo. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't I didn't have a lot of consoles growing up. Okay. So I had an Xbox 360. And, you know, I didn't have a lot of money for games. So I played a lot of Halo and played mm-hmm. a lot of stuff. But like if there was a demo, I would try it. Yeah. And just grab whatever demos are on there. Played the demo for Devil May Cry 4. And that game, I like, I was like, what, what is this? Like locked camera angles, mm-hmm. and like you're running around corridors, and yeah. the bloodstones or whatever. Yeah. Like the, you crack Red open orbs. a dumpster, and there's just like a yep. statue. Doesn't like, need to make sense. Frozen blood. That, Doesn't need to make sense. <laughs> the logo is really cool. It's like neon. Real dope. Yeah. I was like, what is this game? Like, I didn't particularly like it, but it. It was like why it was like from another dimension or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, it it super is. It's very much like let's take the coolest parts that Americans would assume like anime has. Right. And then let's make a game out of it. Right. But also like this gothic like Oh yeah, like gothic gothic architecture and clothing and also character design. Yeah, yeah, the character design, the character naming. Yeah. Like it's very like, it's Dante it's all it's all the Inferno. Or um yeah, it's all Dante's Inferno. The first game. Well, who's Nero? Uh, Nero is not because Nero's a, a, okay. a um a a, a he's a, a he's Roman, another author, right? No, well, or, Nero is a Roman emperor. Uh, I thought there was also an author named Nero. While you look this up, here's the interesting thing. Uh, the first game is absolutely Dante's Inferno. Um, so like nine ring structure fighting through representations of. of gluttony and, and okay. lust and all right back in the back in the, one second because this is this is weird um what i should say is the first game has more allusions to dante's inferno okay and the third game is you are fighting through nine rings and and it's and you have you fight enemies called like gluttony and and wrath and you have all of you have the actual personifications of all of these um rings of hell right and, and all the sins and everything okay, like okay. But in the first one, it's Dante, Trish, and Dante, Beatrice. Okay. Who gets shortened to Trish. And okay. then Virgil. Okay. And I think Virgil. No, those are all characters divine, in Those the are all Inferno. divine comedy characters. Right. Yes. Because Virgil and walks you through hell and Beatrice is Dante's love. Exactly. And and it just it just follows that. Pretty, pretty like, it's like, oh, yeah, but what if anime? Um, and I, I keep mean, saying anime because it's white this. hair. And, like, isn't Dante's Inferno also this? Yeah, but like, Dante's Inferno came out way after. Dante. Sure, Devil fair May. enough. Devil May and Cry it's, though it's, is it's cool, but Devil May Cry is like because obviously it was built on the bones of Resident Evil because there was yeah. originally going to be a Resident Evil. It's sequel. like a horror action. So it's like that, and then Bayonetta DNA, yeah. mm-hmm. and then God of War because it's that character action. Yeah, it's Resident Evil, God of War, Bayonetta, and it's like a splash of neon. Yeah, the newer ones definitely. Right. The newest one, hell yeah. <laughs> oh i'm so i'm so happy Do you like the aesthetic the aesthetic yeah. yeah oh yeah it's uh they they use the red red to blue very well if you go on their website uh there's a red blue gradient on the main button and i went there and i was like okay you yeah. guys know who you're who you're marketing towards 
but yeah, the problem is I just I just don't know if I can't tell if the animations are too fast or too slow for what I'm used to. So there's the timings off somewhere. Yeah, and I think it's I think it's the timing with the sword and the arm, like the the going back and forth of that is what's throwing me off. Okay, and it might just be an adjustment period, and it might. I'm one of those people who really like playing games in a linear fashion, so. I like the feeling of progression of I don't know anything to I'm a master. And so they kind of just drop you in the middle, which demos do. Sure. Um, but I think for this one particular instance, it just threw me off. So does it make you not want to? Oh, I'm still going to. Okay. I'm still going to play it. Okay. Because I need to know what happens story wise. The, oh, there's oh, a story. About the, oh, you want to talk about the lore? <laughs> oh, there's story. No. <laughs> we don't. That's we, a, yeah, we don't have three, three hours. What? <laughs> We don't. Okay. We should pr- probably move on then. That's cool. I I'll, I'm going to check out that demo. Definitely play the demo. I'll let you know how much I love the game when it comes. My out. only exposure to, to Demo May Cry is going to be the Demo May Cry Four demo. <laughs> the Demo May Cry Five demo. <laughs> Demo May Cry Five demo. And me yelling at you about how how much neon there. You is. understand? Like it's a metaphor. It's Dante's Inferno, man. Just the Inferno. Just the Inferno. No Paradiso. No. Actually, no. There's there's all of them. Pur- Purgatorio. And there is Paradiso and Purgatorio. In three, three is more like like straight laced. Like we're gonna. Yeah. We need we need to actually cover this shit now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If you want to if you want to play a weird retelling of Dante's Inferno, play Devil May Cry three. But they're not like reboots at all. Like I mean, no, I know okay, I know, yeah, D- yeah, so I know DMC DMC is is a, a, reboot. a reboot. Yeah. But the rest of them are chronological or like in Almost. the same timeline. Same timeline. Yeah. Okay. So it goes three, one, four, two, and now this. And the reason that two was pushed out so far is that it was made by a different team. So a lot of people don't like that iteration of Dante. So they're just like, uh, it's the last one in the timeline, and they keep making games that fit in before that happens. Okay. So it's like it's like, it's like Fast that. and Furious. It's exactly like, like Fast Tokyo and Furious. Tokyo Drift is still like the, the very the, last. In, yeah, in the uh, or in, no, um, because uh, Han is it, dead. Right, uh, Tokyo Drift. I think is still the last one. No, 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 no. because because Han is alive in Tokyo Drift until right. he's not. No, he doesn't die in that one. He dies in another one, doesn't he? Oh, I thought he died in that one. Oh no, he d- no no he does die. He dies in that one, and he's alive in all the movies after that. Right. So Tokyo Drift is still is still the last in, in the, the future. Yeah, it's the Street Fighter three. Of- I right. keep going back to that. Yeah, Capcom's see- weird with their timelines. Capcom's weird with anime. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Have you seen that Hobbs and Shaw trailer? Yo, I'm gonna watch that movie. I was like, legitimately, I've seen zero mm-hmm. Fast and the Furious. I've only seen Tokyo Drift and Fast Five. And I was like... Oh, Fast and Furious. The Rock just jumped off this building. He did! And then slammed this dude into Mm -hmm. a glass elevator Mm -hmm. while mouthing the words, fuck you, to Jason Statham. It's so good. I am on board (laughs) with whatever's happening. Yeah, and we get Idris Elba as the bad guy. Idris Elba needs a fucking... A big franchise? He, yes. He, I agree. Give that man. I wholeheartedly I agree. I said that. I said that on Discord, and Alex was like, yeah, that was going to be Dark Tower. And I got really oh. sad. I got, like, really sad at that. Ooh, you're right. No, yeah, but, but, like, give him, like, Batman or something. Or make him Bond. I yeah, don't care. make him Bond. I don't, I don't care. care. Let's do it. Samuel Jackson is 70, and he's making a new Shaft movie. I think it yourself <laughs> could, could play a, a younger 
Bruce Wayne or what was that uh, Shaft trailer? Yeah, I've never seen. I, d- I didn't. Know I what, haven't either, and I'm okay with that. I didn't know what Shaft was, That's and they fine. just threw me into the deep end. Uh, do you want to know what their poster tagline for it is? Because it's all three shafts. Is, can so I can I guess? Go ahead. Get shafted. No, um, it's worse. You get two more. <laughs> Again, remember, it's three different shafts. Shaft triple penetration. Not quite. <laughs> But it's almost as bad. You got um, one more. Don't waste this one. <laughs> it's almost... Sh- sh- shaft till you drop. D- no. <laughs> no. No. You should be disqualified. <laughs> Even if that was your first guess. No, it's uh, it's very obvious. It's more shaft than you can handle. Ah, I like triple, frenita- <laughs> triple penetration no, tri- more. Triple penetration. It's just when you make three tri- friends. Triple... Uh, animation mm-hmm. the anime yeah. <laughs> let's move don't make cry five yeah it's coming out uh march it's coming out in march okay i can't give you the exact date right, so believe it's plenty march 23rd. of time to play more apex legends before. yeah or i'll just play this demo 500 <laughs> just times. over and over yeah again. i'm just like i don't know if i like it more or less than the last time i played it it's like no listen, you should sleep what's well, cool mm. i am excited to hear about some dmc yeah you will <laughs> you you don't have a choice. Lord Almighty. <laughs> Let's move into some news. Let's do that. Let's talk about some news. Okay, please. Um, what's going on with news? Nothing. Tell me. Can you believe nothing? this? Oh, okay. Nothing new. Just the politics thing. Just the politics. Okay, cool. Well, it's great being here. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um. So I don't know if you you heard, but there's a there's a new there's a new PC digital distribution platform in town. What? It's here to it's here what? to shake things up. What? It's here to shake and boogie. What? You ready? Discord? Yeah. First on Discord. Oh, okay. Um, what just got announced for that? Oh, Killer Queen Black is gonna be first on Discord Fuck. for PC. And okay. Then also coming to Switch. I played Killer Queen for the first time at Pack South. Mag- oh, oh, at Pack South. Okay. No, that Killer Queen cabinet at Magfest is That's untouchable. That's not happening. Yeah. It's like it's like there's always someone on it. Mm-hmm. No, I uh, played with uh, my friend Anya and um there were uh six other folks on the cabinet cuz it's 4v4 and this kid kept saying boo you suck at me because our team kept losing. And then every time we lost, he would he be would like just turn to you and say boo you suck. He said boo you suck. And I'm like, yeah, dude. I get it. I'm not good at this game. I literally just played it. I literally, this is my first time playing it. That's awful. I'm sorry. I feel really bad. You should have given him a good thumbs up. He's (laughs) like, yeah, man. We're doing great. You too, uh, buddy. How do I I, uh, drive the Mario Kart in this one? (laughs) Where's the fireball? I need to know how to Hadouken. Is that a thing in this? I'm doing my quarter turn kick. It's not working. It's not. It's not working. How do I like the pound cake? <laughs> um, so let's let's take it back. Okay. The Game Awards. Yes. Happened. Boy, did they. Um, we talked about it a little bit we at did. Magfest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Hades, Super Giants new game gets announced. Yep. Hot, not Dante. Hot, not Hades Jr. Hades Jr. Yeah. He, um, uh, it's the game is only for Epic. Right, on the Epic Store. store. Yeah. The Epic Games Store. Yeah. And which, that was kind of like them announcing, hey, we're doing a store, which, yeah, you had a store. It's where I play the Fortnite. Right. Or where the eight-year-olds play the Fortnite. And then you try to mod Unreal Tournament, and then you realize, man, I'm no good at this. 
Um, and then I got Shadow Complex for free that one time. Right. And I'm like, I'm never playing Shadow Complex. Yeah, same. But I have it. Yeah. Yeah. And then I got it for free on Steam as well. So Epic announced that they're doing a digital distribution store. Yep. Uh, to basically directly compete with Steam. Absolutely. Um, this came, that announcement came kind of hot on the heels where people were very uh, upset with Steam because of uh, a couple of different things they did. There was some demonetization happening because they adjusted their algorithm. So a lot of indies started losing or not getting as many sales and yeah. less views on the on the store. And Steam's curation has been terrible for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also they started, they changed their, uh, almost as if they knew a new competitor was about to be announced, they changed their uh, revenue split but only for the very, very high end of games. Mm-hmm. Um, I, rem- I remember when this right. blew up. So basically, let me see if I can get the quote. So starting from October 1st, 2018, i.e. revenues prior to that date are not included. This is a quote on a Polygon article. When a game makes over $10 million on Steam, the revenue share for that application will adjust to 75% slash 25% on the earnings beyond $10 million, um, where it starts at 70-30 is the traditional Steam split. At $50 million, the revenue share will adjust to 80% slash 20% on earnings beyond $50 million. Revenue includes pa- game packages, DLC, in-game sales, and community marketplace game fees. Our hope is this change will reward the positive network effects generated by developers of big games further aligning their interests with steam and the community basically trying to just court the triple a mainstream right uh publishers whereas like indies because there's probably not a lot of indies making 10 million dollars in sales on steam yeah so they'll they'll have the games on there but the split does not Right, so they'll still stick well. with the seventy thirty split, but mm-hmm. if a bunch of indies start leaving Steam in preference for Epic or Discord or Humble, even Humble or yeah. Itch, yeah, they're like whatever, because we need to woo the really big revenue drivers mm-hmm. of our platform. Mm-hmm. So then Epic comes out and says, "We're doing the store. Here's our revenue split. It's eighty eight twelve. So eighty eight percent goes to the dev, twelve goes mm-hmm. to us. On top of that." If you are working in Unreal and you release your game on the Epic Store, we waive any of the license fees for Unreal from any sales you make from the game that you on, on on Epic specifically right. on the Epic Store because Epic works on a uh, I think a uh, also a rev split for their engine. So I think it's I like, believe you're right. Yeah. So yeah. it's like however many how much revenue you make in sales that goes back to the engine. I think it's like free to use to start with whereas mm-hmm. unity's model is a little different like you hit a certain amount and then right yeah and then unity has like paid tiers and then on top of that they have like a rev split thing i right. think right or no no it's uh um i thought that's how it was basic it's if you sell a certain unit a certain amount in sales you have to use a certain tier of unity so they're uh, not taking gotcha, gotcha. money from the they're not taking a rev split from your game sales, but they are requiring you to use a certain version mm-hmm. if you're if you use. are going to be making that much. Right. Yeah. Um so it's a little different. So um everyone kind of like applauded this like yay, like 
competition. Mm-hmm. It's happening. Um, hopefully, Steam learns from this. Where I mean, it's been a couple months now, and they haven't really. Yeah. Um, it's Steam, and I'm also in the group of like, this is good. Yeah. There are okay. a lot of people that are like, very much, this is, this doesn't change anything. The calculus has not been shifted. Sure. One iota from this. Um, I, I feel like anything would be good. I f- want to read Amos who is one of the developers at itch itch has a very small team um i want to read what he said this was a while ago oh this was actually on my birthday he tweeted this um december 14th 2018 okay here's my actual take the discussion i wish game devs were having is quote how can we stop a company from having this much power ever again right now nobody has a good answer to that not even us the more i learn about quote standard industry practices the more amazed and disgusted i am industry leaders are not playing fair why would they nobody can challenge them even when the eu comes after them a slap on the wrist is an extreme overstatement for years the situation has been in severe imbalance an entity that has a life or death right now over 90 percent of your revenue and has shown time and again that they're not afraid of fighting dirty is not a business partner it's an overlord now, challengers come along, and since the current overlord stranglehold over the industry, they use the carrot rather than the stick. But new overlord is so nice. Look at all the nice things they do. Previous overlord was just a fluke. No one else would do that. This is one, a war, two, for the market, and three, content is the ammunition. The players are many, many orders of magnitude bigger than you. You have zero leverage on them. It's not an equal partnership. It's an allowance. I don't have the answers. I want to point out that the recent news cycle does not actually forecast a healthier scene. There is no, quote, competing on the merits. There is no free market when monopolies and deep pockets are involved. There's only casualties and never on their side. Uh question i always hear if things are so fucked why is nobody talking about this consumers love a good monopoly press usually follows consumers creators would rather not speak up in fear of retaliation the hostage situation has gone on for a decade make your own conclusions um uh re competition everybody knows that 10 cent bought 48 percent of epic for 330 million dollars in 2013 did you also know 10 cent participated in two of discord's funding rounds series b in 2015 and again in a 20 million dollar round in january 2016 um hmm. tldr if the current store war helps you take off then i'm super super happy for you but don't at me about the status quo changing and healthy competition finally so I have a lot of friends, a lot of people in the indie game Indi- sphere yeah. feel oh, this way, <laughs> which I can understand. I'm sure. I don't necessarily agree with it because, I mean, if you look at if you look at the structure, like in some ways, Steam was a monopoly, right? Like it it was determining a lot of sway. In a lot of ways, it wasn't mm-hmm. okay. because it wasn't like. I have a game to sell. I can only go through Steam. Right. You had other options. Right. And I'm not saying that those options were better or like meant that you were going to make as much money as you could on Steam. But it's not the same thing as me going, I need internet for my house. I can only buy from two providers. Mm -hmm. Like that is a legitimate oligopoly. This is like a just a very powerful competitor, almost monopolistic. But the thing is, Steam is not driving I'm going to try to phrase this correctly because I know I could be called out on my BS if it's not if you look at the the, the fact that they changed their revenue split mm-hmm. because they were afraid of AAA leaving mm-hmm. that means Steam is not in control true that means it's the publishers and the developers yeah right 
And you see the same thing with like when uh, at the beginning of this console generation, uh, Microsoft said, okay, our, our, our platform is going to have DRM mm-hmm. because that's what the publishers want mm-hmm. because they want to eliminate the used game market. Right. And then they capitulated. They capitulated originally to the publishers and then they capitulated back to the consumers because mm-hmm. the consumers were like, well, then we're not going to fucking buy your box. Yeah. Yeah. I do believe that Steam had an unhealthy stranglehold on the PC game community. Mm-hmm. I still I I take issue with calling it a a I, an actual monopoly. Yes, calling yeah. it monopolistic because I feel like there's just a couple things there that don't make it monopolistic. I think what's I think it was a market leader in a space where no one could figure out no one else bothered to figure out the problems. I agree. Yeah. And everybody else's th- thing if it or everybody else's niche that they found was slightly different. So like the humble store to a certain extent like the humble store is a is a competitor but I also get a lot of stuff through that just because of the a because of like the revenue split when it comes to how much money goes to one versus the other. But that's mostly on bundles and then B whenever it's the monthly stuff Yes, like they like they have their thing, and their thing is we'll support everybody, but also hey, check out this trove and check out this this monthly bundle that we. And they have. make a big deal about their charity split too, right? Exactly, and then you have GOG, which like their primary thing was like it's good old games, and now mm-hmm. it's like oh yeah, no, we have new games as well. And it's also like lack of DRM, was yeah, like a big thing. I should say that's the biggest thing right now, but their original thing was was right. good old games. Yeah. Um, so you have other. And then Origin, and then you play for whatever. Yeah. So have. if you list them all out, it's like currently, it's, Gog. It's Gog, Humble, Humble, Steam, Epic, Itch, Blizzards. Uh, yeah, Blizzard Launcher. It. Yeah. Origin, you play, uh, Bethesda. I think that's it in terms of like things that have both a storefront and a launcher. Some of those things, do all those things have launchers? I Gog has Gog Galaxy. Gog has Gog Galaxy. The Humble, Humble doesn't does have a not. launcher. Humble so that's not. the only one in there, but it's still a storefront, so you can purchase stuff through there. And then right. there's like Green Man Gaming and Yeah. Which yeah. which is like on the spectrum of like R2A because there's like some like discount Steam. Well it's also like there's some key rude. reselling yeah, drama. There's some, there's some stuff, stuff there. that it's kind of gross. Yeah. But yeah, so I think I legitimately think, and maybe this is just me being naive, I legitimately think that Epic can change and drive the conversation. Whether or not we want to argue it's completely benevolent, I I don't know. My read on it is that it kind of is, but I'm also like still an idiot and put a small amount of faith in corporations sometimes. Yeah, I mean, it, it. it's nice to... I mean, if you look at... I do that, too. If you look at Tim Sweeney, uh, I think... Uh, Game Informer? Let's see. Yeah. Tim Sweeney answers questions about the new Epic Game Store. I have a quote here. While running Fortnite, we learned a lot about the cost of running a digital store on PC. The math is quite simple. We pay around... 2.5 to 3.5 percent for payment processing for major payment methods less than 1.5 percent for cd uh, uh content distribution network costs uh assuming all games are updated as often as Fortnite, and between one and two percent for variable operating and consumer support cost 
fixed costs of developing and supporting the platform become negligible at a large scale. So it's like power, internet, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. things like that. In our analysis, stores charging 30% are marking up their costs by 300 to 400%. Because what's that meant? So you got two point, so say 3.5 plus 1.5, that's 5. Um, two, so that's uh, 7%. So their costs on... I mean, I guess... I'm going to let you do that math. Well, I mean, I'm saying... I mean, it says 7%, but it's not saying if that's like a yearly or monthly or like whatever the... Mm. What's what's the metric mm-hmm. on that? But it's 7%. So like if you say 7% per sale, mm-hmm. um, and then Steam is over here charging 30%, while at the same time yeah. creating uh, curation changes that are actively harming small developers then the question that's been a question for a while now becomes, why do I owe you 30%? Right. And it's a good question to ask. And then you have Epic over here saying, we'll only charge you 12% because if you look at our costs, that's how, and it's 7%. And then you, so 12%, you know, we're marking up by basically a hundred percent. Yeah. And then I think there was a thing in, in here as well. That was a quote that's like, Hey, we will, show as much as is legally possible right so like the also the big thing about steam is that they give you metrics on the back end but you're not allowed there's like in the ts terms of service um you're not allowed to publicly display those not allowed Mm -hmm. to share those if you do share them they have to be obfuscated in some way so you can't be like steam sales you have to be like pc sales so that would include you know humble and itch and all these other platforms um whereas yeah epic is like we'll share all this data with you also uh, what's interesting is that Sergey, what's his last name? Uh, uh, Galoinkin, yep, who was the creator of Steam Spy, has secretly, quote unquote, secretly, has been working on this platform for the past couple of years, which was interesting because Sergey, I think, is originally um, Eastern European or Russian, mm-hmm. and I follow him on Twitter, and maybe like a year or two back, you know, I was like on his Twitter profile page, and it said, you know, location Raleigh, and I was like, huh. oh, that's interesting. Why is he huh. in Raleigh now? Huh. He's in. He was in Raleigh because he is now He's working on the Epic Games. Working at Epic. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I want to believe that it's it, this is this is a good thing. I think even if it's not, even if it's not at the forefront of Epic's mind in terms of business decisions, that it's like, oh no, we're going to like do really good things for the for the industry. Right. Even if it's not, that's like the second thing like that ends up becoming so you can make a lot of money that's a given like epic epic will make a lot of money on their, well, on, epic on their has storefront. already made a lot of money but just so, by doing this storefront they will be making a lot more money right but what's fascinating is that that's what gave me faith at the outset of this and i know i probably sound like like a naive fool but like the fact that they took all the fortnite money and said, hey, we're going to back pay people that made, you know, third party like mod stuff on, yeah. our, on our platform. We're going to back pay them and we're going to change the revenue split. And on top of that, we're going to make a store and the revenue split's going to be way better in favor of the devs. I'm like, okay, like I'm not going to blindly like take whatever, whatever, know, take it from the horse's you. mouth. Sure. Yeah. But, like you're making moves that communicate that you care. Right. And, and yes, you're capitalizing on the bad press that Steam has and also the bad press that like Unity had because Unity had the improbable thing 
mm-hmm. um, where they're like, we're improbable is technically a violation of our terms of service. Yeah. So yeah. we can't use it. And then Epic came out and was like, we'll partner with, we are partnering with mm-hmm. improbable mm-hmm. to like, obviously it's capitalization on, on the news cycle, but right. also. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think there is that, I think there is that interesting, like not, it's not even a two sides of a sword or two of a double edged sword. It's just like, there's two sides of a coin, which is one is, Hey, we can, we can do good. And the other is we can make money. But I think they are just constantly spinning that. Right. And just being like, no, we can do both. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, and people don't believe that. Right. And I don't know if, I don't know if people ever will. I don't know if I know some people will be like, Oh no, I think they're doing good. Like I, I personally am in the mindset of I think that Epic has kind of always been really community driven around around this industry of of gamers and game creators um, more so than a lot of more so than Steam for yeah. as an example. Yeah. And so I think the fact that they are doing good things for developers and good things for consumers is is just kind of the realization of part of their like core practices for a really long time yes um and i hope like you that it's just like oh no like we can we can make some changes that hopefully will like force like steam to make changes to to the way they do things and, and if, they if they don't they'll fail they can just go to epic right 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 like like it it's going to be one of those classic examples of like the guy that makes the typewriter looks at the computer manufacturer and says, "Ah, oh, no, it'll never exactly, take off. exactly." And, and you can you can see it that Steam it might just be stubbornly like holding on to what it believes is the right way, and then you know, in a couple years, in a couple years, it might just be a thing of like you can buy a bunch of AAA games on Steam, it, mm-hmm. you can buy a bunch of AAA games in I games on Epic, and then all the indies are on itch. I could easily see it being or that all, all the indies are everywhere. I see it more being that. Um, and I think it's just one of those things that's just, it kind of sucks, but it's like, no, I'm just, you have to spread to every single thing possible. Right. And then that's more work, but well, the indies aren't signing exclusivity deals. Whereas, yeah, whereas I mean, outside AAA. of like, you know, super giant, mm-hmm. the super giant has that pull. Right. And so you're seeing things now where like epics running around, signing deals with people mm-hmm. it's like all right we're gonna make all right super meat boy exclusive or super mm-hmm. meat boy forever exclusive uh hades exclusive um metro exodus yeah there was they're yeah. gonna take it out from underneath steam and then steve steam kind of comes out valve kind of comes out with this like notification on the page where it's like we think it's unfair they uh decide to go with a different pc platform mm-hmm. we won't say who mm-hmm. and I, I felt like that was a little bit of like dog whistling, right? A little bit, yeah. I was like, all right, you're trying to get like PC pl- game game gamers in Rise general up. can like Ooh. can get into a fervor about uh-huh. random shit, and you're kind of you're 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 poking the bear. You're using that, yeah, toxically, and I yeah. and I'm not I'm not a huge fan of that. And right. I mean, but also like, was it two A? What's the de- dev's name? Four A. I think it's it. Two, I got you. Oh, two, two B or not two B? Oh, <laughs> oh. The 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 developer the Metro developers were very upfront about like we are if you purchase your game on Steam we are going to support those purchases. Right. You'll get the DLC and you'll get the 
you know, all the patches we have. Well, I don't know what they said about DLC, but at the very least, they were like, you know, and you'll e- get the game. You'll get the game, and you'll, yeah. and you'll have support just like anyone else. But we're going with this other platform. Yeah, it's 4A, by the way. 4A. Yeah, and I don't know. Like they have the right to 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 do that. And the, and the, but that's that's the interesting thing. Where it's just like, oh wait, no, they can choose. Yeah, they they get to. You're yeah. right. They have the right to. But now they have the opportunity to. And we haven't seen that in a long ass time. And and, and, well, we I don't think we've ever. ever seen it on PC. Not on PC. Yeah, I'm thinking more like, oh yeah, like a name a developer or a publisher that's like, oh, we were on here and now we're um, or the class, classic example is uh, Final Fantasy. Or there's that. Um, but I mean, that was that wasn't like they were making a game and then it got switched to a different platform. Right. That was like the oh, series. there's never been. Oh yeah, this yes, like under the ro- really yeah because Halo was originally going to be a Mac exclusive oh, yeah. and then microsoft was like nope that's acquired right. bungie they were on a mac world expo stage i remember that showing halo huh so yeah weird yeah and now we've got two and they're both first person shooters think about it think about it think about it we have two halos no nah, this is metro Halo, oh, Halo, got it, this, yes. yeah, okay. <laughs> I was like, "There's been more than two Halos." I'm no, there's only two. But which two is he talking about? Oh, ODST and Breach, of course. Thank you. You read my mind. ODST and Wars. <gasps> all units. <laughs> all all, all units. units. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I find it really. I find this sort of competition really interesting right from from an outsider from a purely consumer standpoint um because i want to see what the future of the epic game store looks like when they're promoting the indies like i want to see what what does that storefront look like when you have something like metro exodus right next to tunic tunic exactly and i i want to see the two of them on the same stage and i feel like whatever does that i'm more in support of right so i'm 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 looking forward to the good things that the epic games launcher will do there have been there are questions that have been answered and there be, there are questions that have been unanswered like we don't like epic is not open right there's no mm-hmm. epic direct like there's no right, right. pay your fee and you're on the platform mm-hmm. curation is still kind of a big question mark uh Galoinkin has talked about like influencers being the main vehicle for discoverability right and then kind of walked it back or like there was some confusion about that and i haven't read fully into that so i can't i'd need to check more into that i, well. I haven't i can't speak either way so there's there's a lot of questions left unanswered and like i might be the po- kind of person that like even though it, as a dev it's like oh i'd love to be on the epic store but you can't be because that option is available to you yeah yeah um in terms of like you know what the future might hold for all of this david tegan who was um and david if i mispronounce your last name really sorry but he was on the uh the magfest uh game workers unite panel oh cool. with me but he looked at gdc released released their like state of the industry mm-hmm. report and they did a survey of like indie games and talking about like what platforms have done the best for you let me see. Let me look at these statistics properly. So there were a, uh, there was like percentage of sales per platform and 55% of people said steam accounted for, uh, 75 to a hundred percent of their sales. Jeez. 41% of 
said that 75 to 100% of their sales were done directly to the consumer via their website or something else. Huh. And then there are a bunch of other ones for like GOG and Itch and all that stuff. Like Itch, for 29% of dev, indie devs, Itch counts for 75 to 100% of their sales. Oh, damn. Yeah. Okay. So it's kind of like all over the place. Sure. I mean, those are like the big ones. There's like publisher-owned platforms and some other ones. Like real proof of these options. Right. Yeah. So like there's, there's actually healthy stuff all over the place and maybe and who knows if this like sample size is indicative of like the rest of the industry but but like you see you see people directly selling their games all the time i feel like, like wasn't undertale like only sold on toby fox's or is it toby fox yes his uh, website for at least a while yes he might have used like the humble like um widget uh or yeah, something yeah. some sort of like to po- grab point the, of purchase mm-hmm. widget um but yeah i think so so yeah, there's stuff like that that now that's blown up and it's on right. But like everything. even games like I'm sure like there are a bunch of like 4x strategy sim developers yeah. that are like selling their games directly towards people or like Minecraft, obviously. Like yeah, that's true. The Java that's true. applet was sold via their site, um, and now you can buy it on like Windows Store or whatever. It's really interesting. So you, so you can make that money without the thirty percent. Yes. Or Cut. you can make that money with just ten percent, which is itch's right. default split, or Discord split. Like we had Steam talk about their changes in rev split, and then Epic was like, "All right, here's our split," and then Discord was like, "All right, motherfucker, here's our <laughs> split," which was ninety ten. Yeah. Um. I don't know. It's really interesting. I think I don't know. I think there's enough resources going around yes. that there's there there can be healthy competition here, mm-hmm. and for an indie. Like the solution is just all right. We'll just release on all of them unless right. you get a really good exclusivity deal. Like and then see a, what happens. A first on Discord or a, right, you know, right on Epic Epic Store exclusive. Which again, like I, I continue to. We were talking about things that we get excited for, and one of the things I get excited for is I love seeing stuff like uh, when when the trailer for Tunic showed right after some like right. You had the real of indies and there's a tunic yeah. one. And then it was just like, oh, oh, you guys are on the same stage. And you're getting treated more or less the same way as like a God of War or right. Last of Us 2 or something like that. And it's just like, oh, that's that's what I want to see. So Becca told me that no. they forgot to tell Dicey that his game was going to get a separate trailer slot. It really? wasn't going to be part of that reel. And that Phil Spencer was going to name drop their game like... Because they did the they did the reel and then they did that trailer and then Phil Spencer comes back out and gives a spiel and talks about Tunic and talks uh-huh. about all the other. I indies. remember, yeah, yeah. And and they're all and the Finji crew is like sitting in the audience, and then like Dicey just like turns and looks at down the the aisle and Becca looks at him. And he's like, "Oh shit, we forgot to tell. <laughs> we really? for, we forgot to tell Andrew that <laughs> that like that trailer it's was going to get be a featured slot. Yeah. Damn. Whoops. Well, I feel like the, <laughs> what a way to find out. Yeah. No. Yeah. Sure. That's great. It's not like bad. It's just <laughs> yeah, hilarious. No, it's, that is really funny. Everyone's running around during E3 and they're like, oh, right. Oh, that's right. You're going to... Here's your spot. And, uh, Oops. Head of Microsoft or yeah. head of Xbox. Is, Did he have the shirt on? Or? Yeah, Voodoo Vince. <laughs> that's right. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> I'd buy a Dicey shirt. His logo's cool. Yeah. The three lights. Yeah. Interlaced. Oh, 100%. Time. It's really cool. Yeah. But I'm excited for that stuff. I, 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 I hope it... It leads Works out to well for everyone. improvement. And I mean, yes. like, like, and Chris Dwyer's talked about this before. It was like the solution for an indie is just release everywhere. Simultaneously yeah. release everywhere unless you have a reason 
not to. And then if a platform becomes toxic or you think is going to be detrimental, don't release on that platform. Yeah. Like if Steam gets to the way where it's like releasing on Steam is going to be detrimental to my performance on other platforms, right. then just don't release on Steam. Yeah. It's like the other side of voting with your wallet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Monopsony. Uh, oh. <laughs> uh-huh. 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 All right then. Well, Nelson. Hi. I think it's a good place to end it. I feel like that's fair. I need to get back to some Apex Legends. I need to go finish KOTOR. <laughs> Wait, you know the ending? Wait, did you oh. not play the ending? So here's the thing. I don't know the ending ending. My ah. assumption is that the bad or good guys <gasps> win. Wait, other way around. The good or bad guys win. So, so there's literally like a Yoda cipher in that game, right? Oh, you mean like a uh, little green dude? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. I think it might be Frank Oz. Really? Nah. It, it That'd would be, be cool. It would be really That'd nice. Be cool. It's a very good impersonation. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic, even. Um, the Ebon Hawk is also one of the coolest ships in the history of Star Wars. It's called the Ebon Hawk. The Ebon Hawk. It, is that Ethan Hawk's brother? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's Ethan and Ebon Hawk. <laughs> you may have seen Ebon Hawk in uh, Ebon Hawk. Daystalkers, his like weird vampire movie. Oh, I don't. Oh. I, I, I was gonna say like Assault on Precinct Thirteen or something. I don't. I don't know many Ethan Hawk I movies. Know, I don't know if I know any. I th- I was thought it was like Day Stalkers. There's like After Midnight and Before Midnight, and there's like that series of movies where he's like, I don't know what you're talking. Does about. Trysts with the one? You ever seen Waking Life? I don't know that you're... No animated movie. Don't. Well, I can tell do you I about it later. To... Okay. Am uh, I about to go do an Ethan Hawk marathon? Yes. Gabby, I have something to tell you. And then an Evan Hawk. Yes. Evan Hawk is Ethan Hawk's stunt son. Oh. Devil. No, no, oh, stunt yeah. devil. Yeah. Stunt devil? Is yeah. that what you said? Yeah. Nice. Well then. <laughs> Nelson. Hi. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. And thank you, Alex. Thanks, Al. Oh, hey. He's not, he's not he's, saying do anything. You, do you leave? I think he might have left. Asshole. Yeah, it's weird. There's an Alex shaped hole in the wall <laughs> wily coyote style yeah um we'll be back soon yep with you're squinting and i can't tell what episodes i haven't booked any guests yet oh, okay so i need to start That's a painful that. squint yeah okay um so i have no guests to announce at this time until i but have when some, you do it'll be really exciting yeah they'll be you'll you'll see them pop up and nice get ready for it i buckled in strapped in Nelson, hi. Where can people find you? Uh, at Whitico on everything. That's on Twitter. That's on Instagram. That's on Twitch. I don't do anything on Twitch yet. I'll probably do art at some point. Uh, you can also find me on another another little ditty mm-hmm. called the mm-hmm. Video Game Book Club, where Your we second play song? a bunch of my second song, uh, where we play a bunch of games that we never played before, like Lance of the Old Republic. A great game. It's I mean that holds up well technologically, uh, graphically. Narratively, uh, it's a it's it's rough. It's rough. The UI looks like it oh. might be better. Uh, yeah, here's where I start talking about design. We're gonna never mind. That's a different podcast. But you can find me, uh, or you can just go to witta.co, w-h-i-t-t-i.co for links to all that jazz. Awesome. Where, jazz can, people, where can people find you, Dylan? Uh, you can find me at Dylan Alvento. Oh. And if you like this podcast and you want to listen to any of our other podcasts, you can find them at oh. Ward Games dot com oh my or on twitter at ward video games 
or on your podcast app of choice. Just search Wardcast. I've got two devices, so I have two apps of choice. You have two. You can download it twice, review it twice. Give us a number booster. Don't mind. Go ahead and uh, <laughs> slide the twenty across. Go the table. ahead and uh, smash that like button and uh, ring that bell. Oh. But until next time, peace.